Welcome to Hamilton Life Church Podcast. My name is Kayla Crum, and I'm the worship pastor here at HLC. If God is doing something amazing in your life, we want to hear about it. Please email your story to us at info at hamiltonlifechurch.com. It is through the faithful giving of people like you that we are able to expand God's kingdom here in Chattanooga and around the world through the ministries we support. If you would like to give and be a part of Hamilton Life Church, please visit our website at hamiltonlifechurch.com or join us this Sunday. Thanks again for joining us today. We pray that God moves in your life through this message. Well, good morning and happy Mother's Day to all you mamas out there. Um, We're just so excited you came here to worship with us. So welcome. We're so excited. We just want to honor you today. Um, And so for it being Mother's Day, Jeff's like, hey, you get to speak. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. So, but here we are. So um, just to start all off, if you guys could stand just so we can um, read the word together. We're going to open up to the book of Matthew, and it's uh, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And today we're going to be talking about the power of influence. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light so that everyone in the house can see. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Thank you so much. Y'all can be seated. So, Today we want to talk about the power of influence, and all of us can be influenced one way or another. It can be a good influence, it can be a negative influence, but there is influence out there, and there are, um, just to start all off, what does it mean to be influenced? And the dictionary states that influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something, or the effect itself. So each of us can be influenced in a certain way, in a good way or a bad way. And we can be influenced, I'm sort of just picking out three different ways that we can be influenced. One, we can be influenced by people. Two, we can be influenced by social media. And three, we can actually be influenced by politics. And each of these different um, topics, I guess you can say, and can influence, influence us in different ways. So talking about people, I work for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Tennessee, and one of my, not one, but my job is to basically call the members that have Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and the ones that are really sick, they're in the hospital, they have a lot of needs, especially when they get ready to go home, just to make sure that they have everything set up. And so I'm talking to this really sweet, older lady, very kind, she was one of my favorite people to talk to, but talking to her, something, she started to influence me. And so looking at myself now, I think I have probably somewhat of a southern accent. I can't really hear my southern accent, but I know I have it because when I go visit extended family in the Midwest and in the North, they'll say, wow, Carrie, you are southern. You've got that real twang going on. And I'm like, really? I don't don't hear it. If you want to hear a southern accent, have Judah say, I will. And he'll go, I will. And I'm like, where did he learn that from? But holy moly. But I don't feel like I have a southern accent. But talking to this sweet lady, my phone call probably only lasted seven minutes. But I was talking to her, and as I continued to speak with her, 
her southern accent started to influence my accent. So by the end of my conversation, my southern accent was real southern, where I could tell that I had a southern accent. And I was starting to use all of the slang words, like, oh, bless your sweetheart, I am so sorry. And y'all was really coming out of my mouth a whole, whole bunch. And so I realized she was influencing me. I hung up on the phone, you know, hung up, you know, we're done. And then my next call, I'm just talking normal again. But she was influencing me. Even though it was something as minor as my accent, she had an effect on me. And so I want to talk about this first topic of how people have an effect on us. Some people around us, such as family, friends, even coworkers, they can either have a good effect on us or they could have a bad effect on us, depending on who they are. A lot of times it's going to depend on, do they love Jesus? Do they walk and have a relationship with Jesus? If they do not, I will tell you right now, you need to guard your heart. Because the things that they're going to be saying are not things that are going to necessarily bring you up, but they're going to bring you down. It is very easy to fall back into bad habits, into addictions, into gossip when you surround yourself with people that are not of God. The Bible talks about that bad company corrupts good morale. Bad company corrupts good character. It doesn't say that good character brings up the bad people. It says that bad character brings down the good people. So be careful with who you surround yourself. Be careful with how you let people speak into your life because it makes a difference. It then influences you. It also talks about how, you know, when people are talking to you, the words of their mouth will sink into your heart. And in Matthew it states, the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony. These are ways that make a man unclean. So when you surround yourself with people that are not of God, they can affect you in a negative way where the words that they're pouring into your life will then come into your heart. And then from your heart, the uncleanliness can come out of your mouth. And then think about the words that are coming out of your mouth. And then the people that you are then talking to and spreading that uncleanliness to. Guard your heart. Make sure that you are surrounding yourself with good company. Iron sharpens iron. Whoever walks in with the wise becomes wise because the companion of fools will suffer harm, Proverbs said. So be on guard. Watch who you let speak into your life. The second one I want to talk about is social media. Social media has really, I feel like, taken a hold a lot in our culture. Social media is very good. It can be used for amazing, great, great things. But there is definitely a negative aspect of social media. My son Joshua, he's in second grade and he loves Minecraft. Do you guys know what Minecraft is? It's like, I guess Tetris as a video game. I actually have no idea what Minecraft is. I'm like, well, this is boring to me. But Josh would come home and he would watch YouTube videos. You guys ever watch YouTube videos? <sighs> Holy moly. So Josh would watch this guy. His name is Preston. And like they would watch it all the time, all the time. And I was like, this guy, I I couldn't stand him, and I'm like, why don't you just play the game, Josh, instead of watching somebody else play the game? I couldn't, like, grasp why he would just watch somebody play the game. And so we started noticing after a while that Josh was starting to laugh like him, and I was like, oh. And then he started using the same mannerisms and the same phrases as this dude, and I was like, oh, please, no, we're done. Like, no more YouTube videos. I don't care who you are, what you're doing. Unless it's for school, we're done. Like, YouTube was influencing my son, and just like, 
Facebook or Instagram. I don't know how to use Instagram. I don't have Instagram. I'm the old school Facebook. But even Facebook can influence us. We look at Facebook and you might be scrolling through your like old high school buddies' pictures and you say, oh man, they got the perfect husband. Look at that. And their family is like ideal. Everybody's happy. They're getting along. There's no arguing. There's no fighting. Oh, their house is gorgeous and they have all the latest and greatest things. And it starts breeding in you an a contentment issue. You are no longer content with the things that you have. And so we talk about in First Timothy, in First Timothy 6, 6, it says, but godliness and contentment is great gain. For, for we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. But we have, if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. We have nothing. We brought nothing into this world. We will take nothing out of this world. The Bible talks about that the things of this world will pass away, but the things of God will live forever. So don't let social media, Facebook, influence you. Be cautious of what you're looking. If you feel like it does, it breeds like a discontentment in you, don't look at Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. You know what I mean? Take it all the way. Guard yourself. Protect yourself. Because when you have discontentment, it creates an issue again with your heart. And then again, the outflow of the heart's outflow is through your mouth. So be careful and guard yourself. Now, and then just remember, in Matthew 6, 21, it states that for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So when you are, th- when you are of things of God, your treasure, your heart will be there. And it will be good and uh, the amazing influence that you'll be able to have because you are of God and doing his will and his work for his glory. And then the third one, the big one, is politics. I love politics. It's, it's just super fun sometimes to talk about. You know, they always say never talk about religion and politics with family, coworkers, and friends. Because guess what? It influences you. And when they say don't talk about that, that means it probably influences you in a negative way. It might not influence you so much as your actions, but it influences your behavior, your emotions. If you don't agree with someone, you get very angry. You can also get fearful when it comes to politics, knowing that, man, I'm very concerned with how this world is going. I am fearful of what is happening. And so the Bible talks about you don't need to let politics influence you in that kind of way. If you look to Romans 13, 1 through 2, it says, Obey the government, for God is the one who has put it there. There is no government anywhere that God has not placed in power. So those refusing the law of the land are refusing to obey God, and punishment will follow. One thing that I have to remind myself is when I think of politics, I look at the decisions that some of our leaders are making it's, I do fear creeps in. I want to make sure my kids are protected. I want to make sure our, as a family, we're going to be okay. But then I have to remember, who is in ultimate control? Who has the ultimate authority? It's God. God is the one that has placed our leaders over us. So guess what? We need to be praying for them. We want, we, God is the one that can change their hearts. So pray for your leaders. Let, them, let God work through them. He knows their hearts. But know that you don't have to live in fear or you don't have to get angry. If somebody disagrees with you, that is totally fine because you know in the end that God has the ultimate authority. And no matter what anybody says, leaders, friends, family, you know that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord when they see him face to face. So whether they disagree with God or not, their day is coming that they will confess that Jesus is Lord. So take hope and joy in knowing that God is 
the ultimate authority. And I don't have to let politics influence me in a way where I become fearful or I become angry with those around me. So then stepping into how we are able to influence other people. God has put us here for a purpose and a, and a reason. He's put us here now, at this time, in this location, for a, for a plan. And he's calling us out to say, hey, I want you to be a great influence to those around you. And we read about it in Matthew. He says, I want you to be the salt of the earth. Saltiness. Mmm. Yummy. I love salt. I'm more of a salty person than a sweet person. I love that. But why is God using us to be salt? What does that even mean? So looking back in the ancient times, salt was something that was very important. Roman soldiers actually used to get paid by salt, and they would take that salt and then trade it for, you know, supplies that they would need, or they would sell it to get money. Salt was also used in offerings back in the ancient times. They would add salt to the sacrifice that they were giving because it was going to help create it to be pure. And also, salt was something that they had to give up themselves. It was something that they treasured, but they had to give it up. And so God is calling us to be the salt of the earth. Another part of, of salt, the purposes of it, is that it would preserve the meat. They would put salt on the meat, and then the, all the extra moisture would come out of the meat, and it would make the meat stay clean and last longer so they'd be able to eat it. And it would also help with bacteria. Who knew salt had so many amazing things? It's not going to cure the bacteria that's growing, but it'll stop it from growing. And so when I look at salt and Jesus is saying, be the salt of the earth, what does that mean? What is he calling us to do? Well, first, if we are God's children, we have God's characteristics in us. We have his goodness, his love, his joy, his peace. And so we want to be able to preserve those characteristics. But by preserving them, we can't just keep them to ourselves. That means because then when we're gone away from this earth, Who's going to keep on telling other people about Jesus? Who's going to keep on showing them his love, his mercy, his joy? To preserve them, we have to go out and be an influence to the community around us and show them, be the light, be the salt. Show them, hey, this is God. This is how good he is. This is how much he loves you. This is the purpose and the plan is to give you a hope and a future for you. But you have to be willing to be the salt, to step out and be the influence. Make that impact to the community and to your family and to the world around you. And then he's also calling us to be the light. He says, no, no, you don't need to hide your light. Don't cover it. You know the little song, I'm going to let this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. He wants you to shine. He wants you to shine so brightly. And it talks about in 1 John 5, 7, it says, God is the light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So when we're God's children, he's calling us to be the light. How do we be the light? Well, he is the light. He lives in us so that we can shine rightly for him but he doesn't want you to just live your life and not do anything and you know go about your day no 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 to be able to shine you have to be willing to step into the influence that you have that the, the calling that he has on your life if you don't then you will never know the impact that you can have on this world but he wants you to shine 
He doesn't want you to hide. He doesn't want you to be intimidated. He doesn't want you to be fearful, but he wants you to be confident. And one way that he wants you to have that influence, he talks about in Matthew is, hey, do good deeds so that they may glorify the God in heaven. So go about your day, but man, think of ways that you can show people his love. How can you influence your coworkers tomorrow on a Monday morning? It can be vicious trying to get up and go to work, but how can you influence your coworkers in a way that you can shine the light of Jesus, show them the love of God? How can you go about the grocery store on Monday evening and say, man, those cashiers, they need hope. They need to know the hope of the world. It's Jesus. But God is asking you to step out, to be the influence that he's created you to be, to be the salt and the light of the earth. And mamas and ladies, this just also speaks for you. Whether you're a mom or you don't have any kids, but you still have a sphere of influence around you. And God's saying, uh-uh, I've created you in my image. I've knit, knit you together in my image for a purpose and a plan. But I'm asking you to, to rise up, to rise up, because now is our time. Now is your time. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. Don't let the devil say, no, you can't be an influence. You don't have good experiences. You know, you were, you've done bad things. Uh-uh. Say, not today, Satan. And you say, no, I'm going to rise up and be the influence that God has called me to be. And mamas, you have a great influence. You have little kiddos. They're looking up to you, and they're saying, what's mom doing? How is she living her life? Because let me tell you, they're watching and they're learning by how you watch, how you live your life. They're watching. So make sure that you're able to pour into your children, that you can also pour into your husband so they can see what a godly marriage is supposed to look like. So when they grow up, they too will have a godly marriage. And let me tell you, there's nothing more that devil hates is when they see a godly marriage and a godly family. And you say, that's right, because my kids are going to raise up with the solid foundation of the Bible know that no matter what the world throws at him, who do they lean upon? They lean upon Jesus because he is their hope and their foundation. So mamas, if you guys want to stand, actually all ladies, if you guys want to stand up for me and then everybody who is around them, if you guys could also stand up and just want to pray for um, the mamas in the room and the ladies. And if you can just extend your hand, if you're near him, you can extend your hand to him. Or you can put your hand on them, whichever, you know, you would like or prefer. <laughs> but we just want to pray for um, you ladies and just the impact and influence that y'all have. Dearly Father God, I just thank you so much for each, each lady that are, here, that are here today, God. Lord, I thank you that you have brought them to this place, to this time, God. Lord, so they can be the most influential person to the people around them, God. That the impact that they will leave will last for generation to generation, God. I pray that you will raise them up, give them confidence, Lord, in the things that you've called them to do, the things that you've called them to be. I pray that you will also just surround them by your angels, Lord. Protect them, God. Keep them safe and healthy, Lord. And I pray that you will just grant them all the wisdom in the world as they lead and maneuver this life, God. That they'll be able to show their husbands, their, their, their kiddos, what it means to serve and love a good God. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So at this time, we have a little 
present for all the, the ladies in the house so the kiddos can come on up. And then um, all ladies, you guys can have a sunflower because, woo, you guys are the sunshine in our world. <laughs> oh, thank you, babe. <laughs> Wonderful. And we just want to tell you moms that we love you guys so much. We are so excited of the things that God has in store for you all, and that you're part of HLC and growing this church. And I love that. I was telling Portia, you hear all those kiddos in that room, and they're just singing to Jesus. And I just love it, the influence that even you guys are able to give in your tithes and offerings. It gives the influence um, to the upcoming, the next generation. So thank you guys so much for all that you do. Thank you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. For directions and service times, please visit our website, hamiltonlifechurch.com.